This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, it's Jessica Kupferman, solo show today because Elsie is no bueno. She is not feeling well, so I'm going to go ahead and do a solo show. And it's going to be one of those very special episodes of She Podcast because I am going to do for you an episode of The Money Cast. Because what can we all talk about when Elsie's not around? Money. Because Elsie hates talking about money. And so actually, I don't know if you know this, but this is exactly why I created the show The Money Cast. Not because she doesn't like talking about money with me as my partner, because I don't think that bothers her, but more like she's not interested in how other people are making money with their podcast. She doesn't care how other people are monetizing their different types of shows. And of course, I do. Um, partly because I'm nosy and partly because I'm in marketing and advertising and entrepreneurial type stuff. And that's not really her background. So I thought we would do an episode of The Money Cast today. So um, I don't know if you're a listener of The Money Cast so far. If you're not and you would like to be, you can go on themoneycast.com. But basically, the first few episodes were about ramping up to make money for the podcast movement event. I talked about getting the media kit up. I talked about um, what kind of things I was going to do to go after sponsors, who I was looking for, what went in the media kit, how I approached them, what I said, what they said. And then we had podcast movement and I revealed how much we made um, to sponsor that event and what I bought with the money. And then I haven't done an episode since because I uploaded all the interviews that I did at podcast movement. And then I haven't really had a chance to do another solo show over there. So this is a good opportunity to do both um, because since podcast movement, I have been rushing to do the things that we've been wanting to do to monetize our She Podcasts community. And so I want to talk about that today. So it's been a little over a month since She Podcasts and since then, these have been my priorities. Number one, I wanted to get our media kit up and running, and Elsie had suggested an online media kit, which is actually a brilliant idea. So I've been working to put that together. And then two, we are starting a podcast education series, which is going to be a series of webinars that we offer for free. You can sign up for free. You can get the recording for the first 48 hours for free. If you want a downloaded version of that or the slides, um, then hopefully you'll be willing to pay a nominal fee. And that way we can try and at least monetize or sustain the effort in bringing you podcast education without having to work so hard to do all of that for free. And when I tell you how time-consuming it is to put together webinars, you guys are going to pee your pants probably because... I'll get up to that in a minute. Um, so I've wanted to get the webinars up and running and have it be a succession twice a month. Then I wanted to survey you guys, which I haven't even been able to do yet, on what you'd like to learn um, for the webinars. Like what kinds of stuff are you interested in learning so that we don't just like 
decide on our own and then have no success. We'd like to know what you really, really are looking for and want to learn. And so if I don't have a survey in the show notes, which I'm hoping to do, um, go ahead and email feedback at shepodcast.com and let us know some of your ideas on what we could teach you. Um, also I've been working since podcast movement to really finalize our individual websites, lcscobar.com and jessicacupferman.com because lately when I'm being, and I know Elsie has been feeling this way too, when we're being interviewed, like on other podcasts and people say, where should I go to find all your information? Well, she podcast wasn't really the right answer and our company together, J and E media consulting wasn't really the right answer. And so we both need like a home base where we can share everything that we're doing all at once. So I created mine, jessicacupferman.com, and it has the money cast and it has this show and it shows like how we can work together individually. And then lcescobar.com has the feed, I believe, and it will also point you here and it will also show you how you can work with Elsie individually. And I was in a hurry to do that, especially for her because she was featured in an article um, it hasn't gone live yet, but I really wanted to get that done for her so that if people wanted to go further and deeper with her, they could uh, before that was published. So I really wanted to get that done. And then I've been trying to systemize the webinar stuff um, and creating the videos and, and doing the replays and stuff like that. Um, create premium content for the money cast, for this show, the money cast, because um, – I think it is cool to have templates for media kits and how to instructions on creating demographics for your show and how to get testimonials that you can use in the media kit, what goes into the media kit, my templates for pitching people to be on the show, for pitching people to be a sponsor. I've been trying to create that and I've done. And then the last thing is to start and try and plan future events that that Elsie and I are going to do for She Podcasts, such as another workshop, maybe at Podcast Movement or social media marketing world, or NMX, or events on our own. We haven't really decided, and um, we kind of put that uh, on the back burner for the moment so we could focus on these other things. Most of this stuff is my responsibility as far as like putting this stuff together. So Elsie and I will have a business meeting at the beginning of the week, and then I'll go away with like a to-do list as to what I'm supposed to tinker with in order to make things work. And Elsie usually has a to-do list with two, but that stuff is more like, how are we going to promote this? Who are we going to ask? And like, she writes a lot of the social media and stuff like that. So um, getting the webinars up and running, just so you know, has been, it hasn't been like an ordeal, like, oh my God, the stress of it is killing me, but it's a lot of stuff. So you have to um, think of who your potential guests are going to be, because now we have 24 that we want to do it this year. And who are they going to be? How are they going to add value? And we we talked about having, you know, like we don't really want partners in this that are selling something at the end because we want to create an education library. So because of that, we can't really ask people who are going to want to pitch at the end. We will allow people to say, if you want more information on this subject, I offer this course or this product, or you can contact me here at x.com. But I don't want half the webinar to be selling you into something ever. I don't want to do that for this series. It doesn't mean we'll never do it. I just don't want it to be part of the podcast education series. And Elsie agrees with that. So we have to think of people who are going to be, I guess, that will bring value to the table and be okay with us selling the recording. Not that we own their material, but just that it's a simple lesson and nothing more. Um, and then I wrote up terms and conditions that illustrated what I just told you that we don't want to pitch. And that also, you know, I'd like for it to be branded. 
in our brand. Um, and so I had to create slide template. I created a pitch um, email. I created a pitch, you know, a terms and conditions thing. And I uploaded to Echo Sign, and then they sign it and send it back. And then I also had to think up, you know, when do we need the materials? I don't want to get her bio, her headshot, that kind of stuff. I need that stuff right away if we're going to promote the webinar in advance. So whoever signs the terms and conditions, I want their stuff. I need to know the title and at least some bullet points so I can start promoting it, you know, as soon as possible. Um, so that's all part of the terms and conditions and the webinar we have call it webinar guest guidelines. And then I went to put together the first webinar and I remembered like we're doing a series with GoToWebinar and Elsie never has good luck with it. She can never, she has to call in on her phone for the audio and then look at it on her keyboard. Like it's a pain in the tush. So I dumped GoToWebinar and I picked up Webinar Jam, but I've never done Webinar Jam webinar before. And we just did our first webinar with Webinar Jam with Parviz of Clamor, Parviz Parvizi of Clamor. And um, we had some technical problems at the beginning with doing it through PowerPoint. Apparently there's a special way to do Webinar Jam in PowerPoint that I didn't know. So the initial immediate recording replay for Webinar Jam is like a little funky at the beginning, but I edited out for the paid, you know, and it'll not be very expensive, but for the paid recording, I edited out the fumbling that we did at the beginning and then also made the slides bigger so that it'll be a nice learning piece for people. So how are we going to tape the webinars? How are we going to deliver the recording? Is it going to be through Webinar Jam? Is it going to be through lead pages? How long? And and actually, um, this time, this first time was through Webinar Jam, but I'm not a big fan of the fact that like when they go to watch the recording, they have to enter their email again. That seems like super annoying. So I think what I'm going to do is deliver a replay on like a password protected page and then just have it expire. Um, and with Wishlist Member on the website, I can do that. So I needed to then install Wishlist Member um, which I also want to use for how we're going to deliver not just the replays, but also the recordings when they're being purchased. I wanted to create a uh, put wishlist member up. It needs to, it doesn't need to talk to Webinar Jam, but it does need to talk to Infusionsoft. And it also is going to need to talk with, are you ready? WooCommerce, because the website theme that I'm using on She Podcasts to, um, only has really nice shop pages when I use WooCommerce. So WooCommerce does talk to Infusionsoft. So then when someone purchases from WooCommerce, Infusionsoft will follow up with them with the right registration link given to me by Wishlist. And I know probably some of you are just like, holy crap, my head is spinning. And again, for me, like in my head, I know how it works. If you make a purchase, you'll see how it works. Putting it all together when I really just discovered that I needed WooCommerce and Wishlist like the last two days before the webinar, that was a bit of a um, struggle for me only in that it's a lot of tech work that I have to do in a short amount of time. And so that part was really hard. But the rest of the stuff was just me trying to figure out in my head everything we need. And then I need to go, of course, because I'm sick. I need to go that extra mile. And then also like, I want to survey people after each webinar and make sure that they liked it. What did you think? So I need to create the WooFu survey. Um, and then I needed to think like, what are we going to do with podcasting school for women? Like, shouldn't we move that all under the same shop? What about the people that already have it? So I sort of overcomplicated the process of getting the webinars up. And the bottom line is this happens so much when you're trying to monetize really anything is that you're trying to maximize your time and maximize your selling opportunities. And the truth is sometimes you just can't do everything all in one day. You just can't. So 
Phase one is to make sure they can buy the Clamor recording. Phase two is to make sure that they can buy the Clamor recording and see Podcasting School for Women if they're interested in that. Um, you know, and so first I want to make sure they can get the recording, log in and get what they need. That all has to be connected. And then I want to be able to, you know, add podcasting school to the shop. And so people are going to be able to download that. We, we decided, uh, well, let me, let me talk to you about podcasting school in a minute. Um, and basically, yeah, I wanted to do the survey, for each webinar to make sure it was good. What did you think? Did you like this presenter? Did you like this topic? How did you hear about it, et cetera? Because um, I want to create, I want to collect as much data as possible so that I can make sure that this podcast education series is successful and not just us constantly throwing spaghetti against the wall or having people speak that have no interest to our audience whatsoever. That part was really important to me. So doing the webinars has been time consuming. And then while I'm connecting all that, I'm trying to promote the webinar with Parviz. So I'm not sure that I did. I just, I, I wanted to promote it earlier. I wanted to promote it better. Um, and this time around, I'm not sure that I could because I was busy systemizing this whole process and making videos of what I'm doing so that if I, if, and when, you know, when I hire a VA, they can do this like duplication process for me where they go into the last webinar, they duplicate it, they change the date, they change the face, et cetera, and so forth. So that's been the webinar process, you guys. And most of you have probably pushed stop because you can't take it anymore. But for those of you who are still on, thank you for sticking with me. Let's keep going. So in talking about podcasting school for women, um, she and I looked at our income streams for the next year and we had it positioned as big ticket items and little ticket items. And for the big ticket items, she and I want to do um, stuff together with the consulting firm that we've created. We want like bigger clients that are creating, um, you know, podcast content or want to create podcasts and audio content. We'd like to pitch those people who we think would have good content and help them create it and put it online. And then our other big ticket item was podcasting school for women. And then under the small ticket items, we had webinars and one-on-one consulting and stuff like that. So what did it take to get podcasting school to be a big ticket item? So we just rounded out like, okay, how many are we going to have to sell in order to get a six-figure launch from this next podcasting school for women launch? We wanted to kind of launch it in January so people could start on their podcast freshly at the beginning of next year. And then, um, you know, it was going to take seven weeks to run, but the content's already done. So we would just need to sort of send the emails saying that it was ready and do the Q&As once a week, which is not labor intensive. However, when we realized that we were going to have to sell about 170 students into podcasting school for women in order to make it like a six-figure launch or or the number that we wanted to hit, I had a panic attack because... Those of you who are in podcasting school for women or those of you who have considered it or have bought modules here and there, it's not the easiest sell. Um, It's not the same as selling a lesson on Facebook ads, which is something that everyone wants to learn. Not everyone wants a podcast. Maybe the people who listen to the show want a podcast, but a lot of you already have them. And so I wasn't sure that our audience was going to lend itself to that kind of a big launch. So instead, what we decided to do was put the webinars in the big ticket item and really make that the best product it can be and take this the piece that's already done 
and put it in the small ticket category and split it apart. So we're going to split podcasting school for women into want to create a podcast and want to monetize a podcast in those two categories. And then if you need one and you want to get the other, you can have a discount. So it'll be like X amount for this part, X amount for this part, or buy both for this amount. And that way, those of you who don't have a show yet, but you want a show, you just want to start on the first part, that's cool. And then you don't need the other half for probably a while. And then those of you who already have a show, but you really want to know how to grow it and stre- you know, and automate some of your marketing, you can buy the other half and then, you know, because you're all set on the first part. And maybe that would be a smaller income of revenue that we have coming in, you know, that trickles in over time rather than push a launch, which by the way, anytime I launch something... I'm pretty much having an anxiety attack the whole time. And Elsie every day has to be like, everything's going to be fine. No, seriously, everything's going to be fine. Seriously, it's not a big deal. Everything's fine. Because no matter what we do, I always expect it to be more because I have unrealistic expectations. And I get excited about stuff. But mostly it's the unrealistic expectation thing. So like even for the webinar, if there's 200, I want five. If there's 500, I want nine. I'm never happy. That's just, and I'm not sure, I mean, I don't know if it's a sickness, if it's just my drive, if it's just that I want to keep pushing for more. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but it does create stress for me. I just didn't want the stress of launching something right at Christmas. Like, I know it's good timing for people to create podcasts. I think what I'd rather do is just say, hey, this is available and give like, and do like a holiday promo. I'd much rather do that and have a backseat kind of launch than like a do it now, do it now, do it now, 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 now. I don't really want to do that. So yeah, that was my thought for um, podcasting school for women. And again, if you guys have any uh, feedback on that, I would love to hear it. If you have any suggestions, I would love to hear that as well. Um, So that's how we're monetizing right now. I'm creating a bit of a document library I'm creating um, that, I'm well, not creating, but I'm recreating it, that course under one umbrella. And we started the webinar series. And then the other stuff is ready when we're ready to pitch it. It's like the websites and everything else is already ready. But it's been six weeks of me just like constantly with my face buried in the laptop, configuring website plugins and themes and pages. And it's stuff that I love to do. I actually kind of missed doing this type of design and hard labor when it comes to a website. But, you know, I, I, uh, I also want it to be done already so that the cash can roll on in. You know what I'm saying? Um, for the webinars thing, you know, Elsie and I had talked about doing a membership, but almost immediately two of our um, community members who are very successful were like, nobody has a successful membership. Nobody. And we're like, yeah, but don't you think people would pay less? They were like, No. No, they will not pay less. No, you will not have a successful... But we already do kind of have a successful membership, but it's free. And I didn't want to have it be a paid membership. I only wanted the membership to be paid for the webinars themselves. Anyway, so we changed it. We're not going to do that. And then as soon as we changed it, I saw an email from Chris Brogan with, with the, with the, ex, with the exact, exact model that I was proposing. However, he has an audience of like 8 billion and we don't. So good luck to Chris. And I can't wait to see if that is successful for him. Because maybe when we get Chris Brogan numbers, it'll be successful for us. Who knows? That would be fantastical. So that's what's going on so far. Um, I wanted to also say thank you to all the sponsors that we had again. And I know I've done this already and many times. But 
I wanted to thank Boss Jock because they gave us some free codes and they've been really nice. And I have done some cool stuff on Boss Jock. I mean, I've had it before, but it wasn't until we started promoting it that I was like, you know, that I did the podcast stuff. Then I also did a couple of shows on the fly using it. Um, And I've had a lot of driving time and visiting my daughter uh, up in Northern Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, I had a lot of driving time and I've been able to record episodes that sound okay in the car, which is kind of a miracle. It's been good stuff. And then I wanted to thank Jury Freeman of Connect Epic, which is a new launch, it's connectepic.com. And it's a really cool service. I'd like for you guys to check it out. It's all about connecting um, podcasters to guests. And if you want to be a guest on other people's podcasts, um, she's the right person. She's an expert in networking. She's extremely social, if you know Jury. She's definitely the right person for this kind of business. Um, and so connectepic.com. And then I also wanted to just do another thank you for the people who sponsored us for Podcast Movement. I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, but Tina Pettis, Stephanie Pollock, Lena Anani, Vivian Carrasco, Carol Sanic, um, Christy Hausler, uh, I swear I'm going to leave someone out, Jen at Eads. Lisa Smith, uh, and Alea Williams. Thank you guys for being our first sponsors. Um, I can't tell you how much it means to me. And I really am so grateful to these ladies because I had a hunch that I was going to make better money if I went to our community. And I'm glad that that hunch, uh, was successful basically. Um, cause I was really scared to death. If you listen to the money cast, you'll hear me talk about this more, but I was scared out of my pants to just hit people willy nilly for sponsorship. It was so comforting to just post in the group, like who has a business that they want to share with other people. Oh, I should not forget Karen Yankovic. She was a, um, an advertiser as well. And she's going to do our next webinar about all about LinkedIn. So I did not forget you, Karen. I'm very sorry. Karen Yankovic, um, Uplevel Media. And so anyway, um, it was really comforting to know that, you know, it was a good lesson. When you build an audience and you want to monetize to them, sometimes your audience has stuff that they want to sell your audience. Sometimes your audience is your advertiser. And in that case, it was true. And I'm hoping to continue that with what I'm hoping will be, you know, a sponsorship relationship with some of the people in our group and some of the people who are listeners as well. So I thought that was really neat. I did create an online media kit. If you guys want to take a look at it, it's shepodcast.com forward slash media kit. It's not done. There's no hero image. Um, and then there's no pricing right now. Um, and then the, all the information at the bottom is BS right now. So it's not finished. It might be finished by the time you listen to this, but I highly doubt it because I'm still working on this webinar thing and I'm not going to get to it for a little while. But if you want to take a look, it's there. And also um, the premium content for the MoneyCast is going to have the information on how I set up a media kit and what belongs in your media kit. So if you want to get on the email list for that, you can do that at um, themoneycast.com. So go ahead and take a look at those things. I know this is a much shorter episode and I would apologize for that, but I think it takes two to make a long and interesting episode. And I don't want to bore you just by rambling my pants off. So um, for those of you who are She Podcast listeners, thank you for indulging me on and for an episode of the Money Cast. For those of you who are Money Cast listeners, you keep making that money, honey. And I will see all of you next time. Maybe Elsie will be better. Let's hope so. 
Oh, <laughs> oh,